In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the crisis at the border. What does the media not want us to see? What's the truth? I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you're tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Welcome everyone to episode two of my podcast. Today's episode is going to be jam-packed with a lot of information. I have pages and pages of notes that I have taken, and I want to just jump right into this. If you haven't seen, we currently have a crisis in America at our southern border. What's happening is not only a national security issue, but a humanitarian issue. So I want to start First and foremost, with some of the facts of what's been happening lately, read off some numbers so that you have a better picture of what's going on. If you've been keeping up, some of this information still might be new to you. As we've experienced in what seems like the longest two months ever is the Biden administration really putting America last. It is America closed. We're in a pandemic, yet the borders are open. When Biden got into office, he promised millions of people who are not citizens of America that they would have citizenship, which encouraged thousands upon thousands of people to flood our southern border. So let me give you some numbers. In the last 24 hours alone, there were around 2,100 migrants apprehended. The current reported numbers that I'm seeing are 14,000 children alone. In February of 2021, last month, over 100,000 migrants crossed into our country illegally. And the sad part about all of this is that most of the people, most of the children that are coming are being trafficked. And under Obama, these children were released back to their captors. And they're having a very difficult time right now at the border figuring out if these children who are unaccompanied and the children who are brought in by people are even related to the people that are bringing them. A lot of times what happens is when people try to traffic children into the U.S., they appear as if they were a family so they can get asylum. I watched a video earlier today of two male adults trying to come to an open part of the border and they were rejected. I was watching it on a video. And what's sad is that most likely these two men will go and try to bring children with them so that way they can claim asylum. So in January of 2021, there were over 7,000 attempting to cross and more than 19,000 in February, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. If you don't follow Project Veritas, I definitely recommend it. I want to share with you what they found. They just showed footage from one of these facilities. They actually had to fly over one of the facilities because no media, no one is allowed to be there. And once we saw the images, it's very clear why they don't want anyone to see this. There are over 4,500 migrants in detention, including 3,000 unaccompanied minors. And the photos alone were disturbing. They were inhumane. You could see countless people wrapped in mylar blankets. They were calling them space blankets. And they're just in these crammed conditions. So we're not only looking at a national security crisis, but a humanitarian one. One detention center that Project Veritas showed had eight pods and eight cells. And they said that at any day, there's an average of 3,000 people in custody inside this center. And those eight cells hold 600 unaccompanied minors from age seven to 17 is what they were reporting. 50 of the individuals were COVID positive. There have been multiple sexual assaults and medical emergencies. This is disturbing to say the least. 
in addition to these people being crammed into these rooms like sardines, there are no COVID precautions. There is no social distancing. There are people who have tested positive for COVID. And it's just very sad to see this kind of treatment to anyone and the media and the left being completely silent. It's hypocritical. And I hope that if you did vote for them, you're starting to see through. And I hope that you will speak up and use your voice to speak against this. One of my first thoughts was, where is the outrage from the left? You know, it's this manufactured emotion that they have when they have something to fit their agenda. But when truth comes out and things happen like this, it is completely silent from the media. It is completely silent from the left. Biden would always talk about how he was going to improve things at the border when they would orchestrate a completely false narrative of what the Trump administration had done when who built the cages, Joe? If you're someone who voted for Biden and are shocked right now, you shouldn't be shocked that this is happening because Biden was part of the administration that built these cages in the first place. And we all know that Obama is working very closely with Biden. I'm sure that he is heavily involved in making decisions. This is something that has been publicly stated in the media and from Biden himself and his representatives saying, yes, Obama and Biden are friends. I think Jen Psaki just said that sometime this week that they are not just working together, but they are friends. You know, why is a previous president coming in to help a current so-called president? Biden encouraged these people to come, in my opinion. You know, he said he was going to provide citizenship to 11 million people who weren't of status. If you wanted to come to America and you knew the borders were open and you just heard the president say 11 million people are going to get citizenship, wouldn't you come? So now they're playing the whole narrative of, I didn't tell them, I'm trying to tell them, you know, don't come. It's just absurd. And they're not taking this seriously at all. You know, people got on to Trump for what he did, but Trump gave America the strongest, most secure borders we've ever seen in at least 30 years. A few more updates of what's happening currently at the southern border. Kamala Harris was asked if she plans on visiting the border. She laughed. You can watch the video online. She said, ha, not today. Why is this funny? It's not funny. None of this is funny. Jen Psaki, we know she's just going to circle back on everything. Has she ever actually circled back to anything? Does anyone know? This administration talked such a big game of fluff last year and the previous years of how they were going to make everything great, how there are going to be no more kids in cages, as they like to call it. And they have done an absolute job on our border, not only putting all of these people in inhumane conditions, but also not making sure the people in America are secure. And I'm going to touch on the national security issue and dig into why we need a secure border in a moment. You know, this administration has no excuses of putting these children and people in these types of conditions. Another update that just came in is that Biden is under investigation by the Government Accountability Office for order to block wall construction, which I've never heard of this office. I don't know if anyone listening has, but it's such an oxymoron. The government holding itself accountable. I mean, okay, sure. Reports are saying that he may have illegally ordered the government to stop funds for construction on the wall. Just to recap, if you weren't aware, in 2020, 
Congress passed a government funding package, which was signed by Trump, that gave $1.4 billion for wall construction. A week ago, there were 40 Senate Republicans. They accused Biden of violating the law and making the migrant crisis on the southern border worse. So they wrote a letter to the GAO, and they said, in quote, operational control of our southern border was compromised and a humanitarian and national security crisis has ensued. If the GAO rules against Biden in this investigation, it shows the abuse of executive power that he is trying to use on this radical agenda on immigration and border security. So shortly after this investigation announcement, Biden announced on Wednesday the 24th that Kamala Harris is now in charge of the migrant crisis at the southern border. He said something along the lines of, I couldn't think of anyone else more qualified for the job. He is pushing all the responsibility off. We know that he doesn't want the responsibility of this. He doesn't want it to make him look bad. He does not play the role of commander in chief. We have someone who claims to be president who can't even do his job, can't even take care of crises when they happen in this nation. I want to jump into why we need protected borders. I want to talk a little bit about the wall, as they call it, because it can be a very controversial issue. So I want to break down my thought process with some facts and share with you guys what I think about it. First and foremost, I think it's important to note that there are no countries in the entire world that operate on a fully open border system. I'm going to say that again. There are no countries in the world that operate on a fully open border system. There are also no countries in the world that operate on a 100% free immigration policy. You know, there are some countries like the EU where you can immigrate from one country to another, but if you come from outside of the EU, that's different. Look at the United States. You can travel between states, but if you come from another country, it is a different story. You know, I see this argument that, oh, well, borders are racist. Borders are not racist. What I think is racist is when Trump said, you know, Mexico doesn't send their best. People assumed he meant Mexicans. That to me is racist. Our southern border is the weakest point of our country. People fly from all around the world to come in through our southern border. Do you know who benefits from open borders? It's not normal good people. Who benefits from open borders are traffickers, are drug smugglers, the cartel, and criminals. That is who benefits. So next time you want to say you're for open borders, just say you're for human trafficking and drug smuggling because these are the facts. And while we're talking about trafficking, I want to read to you a little bit of data from the month of February and our border and human trafficking. The Daily Traffic posted this on Instagram. They said the human trafficking business is booming at the border with cartels ranking in over $14 million a day in February. This is what the report says. $14 million a day, a day. And you know what? Our mainstream media never talks about trafficking and it is a billion dollar business. These are people's lives we are talking about. So criminal organizations reportedly made up to $14 million a day in February, 2021 by trafficking women, children, and families across the U.S.-Mexico border. A former Texan border patrol chief told Fox News, trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry. A lot of these vulnerable populations use their life savings some are essentially indentured servants, and they are working off this debt for a long period of time. 
In other cases, some of these migrants are asked to transport narcotics or some form of crime to work off a different part of their debt, end quote. Traffickers pulled in a total of $411 million in February, taking people from Mexico and Central America to the U.S. border, according to estimates from Customs and Border Protection. The sum averaged out to $14.7 million for each day in February. I mean, that alone should shock everyone. Fees to smuggle people across the border reportedly range from $5,000 to as much as $9,000 for one adult. U.S. taxpayers pay roughly $5 million a day to pay for the government to handle the influx of people at the border. According to 2009, figures compiled by the Department of Health and Human Services. The Biden administration has also signed $86.9 million to a nonprofit organization, which is putting migrants in hotel rooms. Now, this averages out to just under $400 a night. You know, when is the last time you guys stayed in a hotel? that was $400 a night, first of all. But second of all, more importantly than the money are these children. It is shown that children are not always with people that they come with. They are not their family. They are being trafficked into this country. So now we have all these children being unsupervised in hotels with people that are not their family. So what about assault? You know, all of these people are being unsupervised and they're using taxpayer money. In addition to that, when was the last time the government ever did anything like this to help homeless people, to help veterans? Not to mention what just happened in Texas. What about all the people in Texas who were hit with thousands and thousands of dollars in utility bills from the freeze and the snowstorm that happened? In order for America to help other people and to help other countries, we have to help ourselves first. Even when you travel on an airplane, they say if the oxygen mask comes down, Put it on yourself before you help anyone else. We are just dealing with the fallout from the pandemic. We have millions of people who have lost their jobs. And what, we're getting little stimulus checks and not everyone is getting those stimulus checks. You have restaurants that have been closed down for a year in some states. People are suffering. People are struggling to keep food on the table. Yet we're spending all of this taxpayer money, money that we pay, and we're not able to pick where it's going. It's not helping the American people. It is only harming the American people and harming people from other countries trying to come in to America. The Biden administration thus far has denied there being any kind of crisis at the border. If this is not a crisis, what is? The trafficking, the drug smuggling, the amount of taxpayer money that's now going to this that's not helping the American people, that isn't doing any of these people any justice, it is devastating. We heard time and time again from the Biden administration that walls don't work, walls don't work, which is funny because Obama, Clinton, and Bush all said we should have a wall. Multiple times they said we should have a wall, we should build a wall. So if walls don't work, why is DC a fort right now? Why can't the people even get close with the walls and the fencing that is around the Capitol? I mean, I have to ask the question, if you need walls to protect you from the people, were you voted in by the people? If walls don't work, if we shouldn't secure our country, which is our home, why lock our doors? Stop locking your doors. Why lock your car? Have open cars. Let's have open houses. And if you think that's extreme, ask yourself, 
If you love your country, if you love your home, don't you want to protect your home? I feel that the left has this utopian idea of the world. They think that we can open borders, everyone is welcome in, and everything will be sunshine and flowers. But that is not the real world. There are evil people in this world and they will take advantage of it, as we have seen thus far already happening in the last couple of months at our southern border. I find it so interesting that during the election last year, there were so many people on the left saying, if Trump wins, I'm renouncing my citizenship and I'm moving to Canada. And, you know, I thought, do you not know that Canada has secure borders? And why not Mexico? Why was it always Canada? You know, if you don't think Mexico is safe, why don't you want our country to have protection at our border so that we know who's coming in the country? Having a secure border allows you to know who's coming into your home, who's coming into your country, not only for safety reasons of the people who already live here, but also for the economy. You know, I pay taxes. Everyone that's a citizen here pays taxes. It's common sense that you have to have a secure border, that you have to know who's coming into your country. If something happens, God forbid, and there is a crime and that person is not documented here, how are you ever going to know who it is? How are you going to find that person? You know, this is a safety issue. The media always tries to push division with race and ethnicity. Having a secure border has nothing to do with ethnicity or race. It is protecting our country so that we know who's coming in and who's going out. And look, we're not saying that no one should come in the country. Absolutely. Come on in. But do it the right way, do it the legal way. My husband is an immigrant from Brazil and I learned a lot, a lot about immigration as we started dating and watching how much money that he has spent and how much time that he has spent being able to be in America, to be legal in America. How is it fair to allow people to just walk over now and have citizenship? There are huge numbers of people here that are waiting for the opportunity, that are doing everything the legal way and have sat and waited for their place in line. I mean, America is where everyone wants to be. It's the American dream for a reason. And I love that we have this in our country. I love the resources we have in our country. And I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But because I love this country so much, that's why I want to keep it safe. You know, America can only say free and safe if we have a system and if we adhere to that system, if everyone has to adhere to that system. America First is not selfish. Our tax dollars, our money should first go to help the people who pay them. I mean, think about any other nation. When is the last time any other country sent us money before taking care of their own people? I'll wait. If another country said, hey, we're just going to start sending money to other countries, but our people aren't able to put food on the table and they're losing their jobs, I would think, what is wrong with this picture? How can you sit and think that taking care of the people in this country who live here, who work here, who pay the taxes, shouldn't be taken care of before anyone else? The Biden administration has been a nightmare that I just want to wake up from. We have seen in two months our country go into so much decline and there are so many people suffering. Biden has yet to give a State of the Union address. The only thing we have heard as any address to the public was a less than 30 minute push on the vaccine. And he could barely handle that amount of time with a teleprompter. And he also keeps calling Kamala Harris president. Why does he keep calling her president? I mean, other nations are laughing at us right now. And it's very sad and it's very embarrassing to see. Biden is nowhere near capable 
of being our commander in chief. You know, he's always asking, what am I doing? Why am I here? Anyone can see the decline in his health, you know? And if you voted for Biden, how are you not sad watching what they're doing to him? You know, not only is he physically tripping upstairs, but he is tripping over everything as far as policy, as far as what he's doing. He never knows who he's talking about. This is the president of the United States of America. He has yet to hold a press conference. It's been almost 70 days, okay? The last time this happened was over 100 years ago. In addition to keeping aware of what's going on, know your rights, know your freedoms, keep using your voice because this affects everyone living in America. The more rights that you willingly give up, the more that they will take from you. We pay taxes and it feels like we have no say in where any of this money goes. And after a pandemic, after millions of people have lost their jobs, we are seeing nothing from this administration to actually help the people. I'm sure we're gonna start seeing this being blamed on Trump because he lives rent-free in their minds. And it could be 20 years from now and they would still blame everything on Trump. And look, Trump wasn't perfect, but he gave us the most secure border this country has seen in decades. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Liberty Before Lipstick. Make sure to share this episode with someone who needs to hear this. Also, if you wanna watch a live video version of this episode, head over to my YouTube channel at Amanda Ensing. Stay safe, God bless, and I will catch you guys in my brand new episode next week on Tuesday.